0: Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Warning The SCP Foundation audio archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. Suspiciously clean coat. Item number SCP 1022. Object Class Safe. Special Containment Procedures SCP 1022 may be contained on a clothes rack within a standard secure item locker. Warning labels are to be affixed to prevent confusion with similar attire in use by Foundation personnel. Completion of a comprehensive psychiatric evaluation and the mandatory SCP-1022 orientation course is required for staff who wish to utilize SCP-1022. After the events of Incident-1022-1, use of SCP-1022 is restricted to D-Class barring approval by Level 4 personnel. Description SCP-1022 is a white cotton polyester laboratory coat in size M. It has no identifying markings save for a printed label on the inside collar reading Dr. its original owner. All surfaces of SCP-1022 are resistant to microbial colonization, introduced microorganisms fail to reproduce and subsequently die. It thus remains sterile save in the immediate period after contact with a colonized surface. Footnote 1. While no direct link is suspected between the two objects, SCP-791's anomalous sterility manifests in a similar manner. The physical properties of SCP-1022 are otherwise unremarkable. When a subject wears SCP-1022, they are able to perceive prokaryotic organisms, primarily bacteria, but archaea may also be visualized by SCP-1022 in the environment at greatly increased magnification, which persists indefinitely even after SCP-1022's removal. This visual effect is comparable to that of a light microscope on high power settings 1,000 times, with the result that most organisms visible appear 1-5mm to 5 millimeters in length or diameter. The effect is not cumulative with magnification apparatus. Use of light microscopy will not enlarge organisms, although the subject is able to use more powerful magnification techniques, such as electron microscopy, as normal. Organisms on the surface of the eye are not visible, but organisms on spectacles or contact lenses are, leading to obscured vision in users of these and the inconvenience of constant sterilization for normal vision. Organisms observed by the subject are accurate magnifications, mobile and may be observed to grow, reproduce, and bioluminescence where possible. Physical properties of the organisms themselves are unaffected. With appropriate microbiology training, subjects have proved to be capable of distinguishing and classifying organisms accurately only prokaryotic cells are visible, eukaryotic cells and non-living objects are not magnified. Experimentation with viruses is underway, pending preparation of a suitable subject and testing environment. It is presumed that only the largest viruses, greater than 400 nm, would be visible, and the subject would require above-normal visual acuity. All non-sterile surfaces, including living beings, will appear to the subject as though coded in organisms with density proportional to the level of contamination of a surface. On sufficiently colonized surfaces, greater than 10,000 organisms per centimeter squared, a three-dimensional layer of organisms up to 10 centimeters in height has been observed. This is strictly a visual effect and may be passed through without result, apart from the normal possibility of microbiological contamination when in contact with the surface. SCP-1022 is a risk for psychopathology in exposed subjects. After experiencing the effects of SCP-1022, subjects may develop anxiety or obsessive-compulsive traits. Unsurprisingly, abnormal cleaning habits are dominant. Anorexia and socially isolating behaviors, other manifestations, are less common. The pattern of these symptoms is variable between subjects and dependent on factors such as personality traits, underlying psychopathology, occupation, and educational level. High threshold for disgust and biomedical education have been noted to be protective. SCP-1022-related psychopathology may be treated by standard methods involving cognitive behavioral therapy to reinforce the harmless and normal nature of these visions, in conjunction with anxiolytic medication. Addendum 1022-1. While data on long-term SCP-1022 exposure is scarce, Some subjects have reported developing further abnormal sensations after three months at a minimum of experiencing SCP-1022's effect. These include abnormal tactile inputs, crawling sensations, the feeling of organisms jumping from surfaces to the present, and... One subject, D-1022-5A9, reported mild feelings of discomfort in the throat, chest, chest, abdomen for which no medical cause could be found. Further observation is required. Presently, the development of these is considered harmless and only indicates medication as necessary. Addendum 1022-2. Ability of subjects to cope with SCP-1022 exposure in the long term was confirmed by Experiment 1022-5A. D-1022-5A1, male, 34, Eastern European, relevant background as emergency medical technician, successfully adapted to SCP-1022's effect and retains normal function and mental stability after months, requiring only fortnightly psychological support and no medication. Doctor submitted a request to have D-1022-5A1 assigned to the site Microbial Laboratory as an assistant. This was approved and Doctor Reports D-10225A1 has been a useful resource for the research team. Subsequently, a number of proposals have been made for expanded use of SCP-1022 for both D-class personnel and Foundation staff involved in sterile environment medical work of containment of biologically hazardous SCP objects, such as expanded use of SCP-1022 on D-class and staff volunteers is approved post-completion of a proposal demonstrating value of SCP-1022's effects and subjects' duties with the foundation, a comprehensive psychiatric evaluation, the SCP-1022 orientation course at site involving two weeks of education sessions and isolation in rooms designed to simulate SCP-1022's effects using a combination of video technology and paper cutouts. These prerequisites are not mandatory for D-Class personnel, but are recommended for research and data collection purposes. Note, January 15th, 2000 Use of SCP-1022 on Foundation personnel has been suspended following Incident 1022-1. Use of D-Class personnel may continue, but caution is advised. Incident 1022-1 Dr. Dr a Level 3 member of a site medical staff, was an early volunteer for use of SCP-1022 and was approved after completing the requirements. He responded well to the effects of SCP-1022 and was functional and mentally stable after weeks with psychological treatment and anxiolytics. On January 14th, 2000, agent was sent to the site medical facility after experiencing bouts of abdominal pain diagnosed as acute appendicitis. As Dr. entered the operating theater, he became highly agitated, administered a lethal dose of anesthetic to Agent and called a level 1 biohazard emergency warning. Appropriate protocols were initiated and the site and personnel were decontaminated, which revealed no remarkable pathogens. Agent's remains were autopsied and found to be normal save a confirmation of the appendicitis diagnosis. The pathogens involved were normal intestinal flora. Agent was previously healthy and had no record of exposure to major biohazards. Doctor was placed into custody but remained agitated and uncooperative, demanding the incineration of Agent's remains and further decontamination of a site. Interrogation demonstrated his belief in an undefined SCP-level biohazardous containment of agent necessitating the neutralization of site and non-essential personnel. Site remains operational with no ill effects to date and doctor has been detained indefinitely. Following this incident, use of SCP-1022 on Foundation personnel has been suspended and all subjects exposed to SCP-1022 placed under closer surveillance. Addendum 1022-3. D-1022-5A1 has reported auditory hallucinations of squirming sounds. Reassurance was given and he has been started on a low dose of anxiolytics. Thank you for listening. Intro music was from Punch Deck. You can find more at soundcloud.com slash punch-deck. Level 2 patrons or higher can get early, ad-free episodes. Rating, reviewing, or sharing always helps. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Huntington's disease is a hereditary degenerative disease of the brain. If you took schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and you mixed them all together, you would have Huntington's disease. Learn more at curehd.ca. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.